Welcome to the Matea Murdo podcast, where we're delving into all things United Nations, the family, and politics. Let's go. So today we are going to be talking about random facts that you might not have known about the United Nations. And the reason for this program is because I want people to see the UN from a completely different light than how the media, our governments, or even the UN themselves portray who they are and what they do. The first random fact about the UN is that they are an unelected body. They appoint themselves to positions of power and authority within this world now because they have their own credibility system and they lend it to themselves and then governments across the world and philanthropists give them mounds and mounds of money, billions of dollars, which also further lends to their credibility on the world stage. But unlike our local, provincial, state or federal politicians who we elect to represent us in legislative bodies, the UN is not elected, but appointed. Second random fact, which I found out after exposing inappropriate sexual actions by UN personnel in Tel Aviv, Israel, is that the UN actually can't be sued. The UN is accountable only unto itself. It actually has its own internal legal system. So when someone, let's say a whistleblower like Emma Riley, who is a human rights lawyer and used to work at UNHCR, the UN Human Rights Council, when she blew the whistle on the fact that China was being handed names of Chinese dissidents who are going to testify against the regime, the CCP, at the UNHCR, well, the UNHCR would take those dissidents' names and hand them back over to China so that the CCP could go and persecute not only those dissidents' family within the country, but also abroad. So there was no system for which Emma Riley could actually go and seek justice. She became a whistleblower. That's all these individuals can do, and there's multiple whistleblowers out there. And when I delved into what was happening at the UN, how many whistleblowers there actually are against this organization and trying to shed light on what the UN is actually doing, whether it's regards human trafficking or it's trying to help people who are trying to testify against their corrupt nation. Well, no one can actually sue the UN because like I said, they're accountable only unto themselves. They set the rule book and they get to play their own game. Third fact is that when you look at Agenda 2030, there are 17 sustainable development goals, as well as many targets under each goal. And governments have signed onto these, what we call SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. And these SDGs inform national policies going forward, all leading these nations who have signed on to the SDGs towards the ultimate goal of achieving Agenda 2030. So the UN sets the goals and countries adopt them as their own in order to fulfill the UN's agenda, not national agendas, the UN's globalist utopia. Fourth fact is that the UN sets the global standard for child sexual educational curriculum standards. 
Yes, your child's so-called sex ed standards are set by the UN and its partners, one of which is Planned Parenthood International. Yes, the pro-abortion, pro-sexualizing group in America works alongside the UN and branches of the UN like UNESCO and UNICEF in order to create sexualizing documents like the International Technical Guidance on Comprehensive Sexuality Education. It is a mouthful, but I encourage you to look it up nonetheless because it is informing your child's teachers as to what they should be taught in the classroom. Now, mind you, It is government schools which take these UN goals for sexual health as well as the climate and teach them as gospel to your children. The fact of the United Nations is that its current Secretary General Antonio Guterres served a whole term as Portugal's Prime Minister and then he went on to serve as the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees which is an incredibly tough and very heavy weighing position to be in. However, Guterres was also the secretary general of the Spanish Socialist Party and president of the Socialist International, which is a global association essentially of political parties that seeks to establish democratic socialism. And he was there for six years. So he was sold out to the cause of socialism. And regardless of whether you put democratic socialism, now you're saying climate socialism, economic socialism, which is, you know, just ridiculous to say anyway, Regardless of how you say it or you paint it, if it quacks like a duck, it is indeed a duck. Now, Guterres has gone on time and time again to further move this position of Secretary General of the UN farther and farther to the left, even more so than his predecessors, who were career diplomats, who understood their place as Secretary General to lead this organization. But under Guterres, he has continually pushed the envelope more and more in a socialistic direction. The sixth fact about the UN is that it has a mandate that it set for itself not to promote abortion. Now, when you look at UNFPA and other UN branches and you look at what they actually spend money on, you will see that they do indeed not only promote abortion, but support abortion by funding it through different UN streams. And when you look at curriculums that the UN is writing itself alongside partners like Planned Parenthood International, Marie Stopes International, amongst other philanthropist groups and individuals, you will start to see a consistent theme that they support abortion and they prop up the abortion industry by promoting promiscuity amongst youth and encouraging risky sexual behavior. Therefore, they point back to one major solution when youth or anyone is promiscuous and they point people back to abortion as a solution. The WHO, the World Health Organization, is also a part of the United Nations, and the WHO has even gone so far on their website, and it's still up there to this day, as labeling abortion as self-care. So you cannot say, United Nations, that you uphold your own regulations, your own rules. The seventh fact about the UN is that the U.S. government contributes $12.5 billion to the UN, and that was only for fiscal year 2021. And that $12.5 billion represents about a quarter of the $50 billion or so the U.S. spends annually on foreign aid. And by comparison, that contribution is about what the government allocates annually to the U.S. Coast Guard. 
And further to this, more interestingly, is that the United Nations is not just funded by governments. When we say something is funded by the government, we have to understand it's actually funded, financed by the taxpayers of just a few donor countries. So to some branches of the UN, different contribution levels are there. So for example, in the United States, based upon total population numbers amongst a few other contributing factors, gives an X amount of money followed by China and Japan because of their population numbers. Now, that being said, that points back to just a few donor countries, the taxpayers of those donor countries actually funding the UN. But the majority, when you do a breakdown of the money going from these taxpayers, UNI, into the UN, the bureaucracy gets the majority of the money and the money doesn't really even reach the people on the ground in desperate situations that the UN says the money is going towards. So this bloated bureaucracy are the ones who are primarily getting this tax dollar money, but they're so far removed by that point from taxpayers themselves that they can't even be held directly accountable. And all these bureaucrats, where do they come from? Well, many of them actually come from organizations that fund United Nations. If you look at different positions of people that are pointed to high-ranking UN branches, for example, UNFPA, the United Nations Population Fund, a lot of the people who are appointed to high-ranking positions come from organizations like, surprise, surprise, Planned Parenthood International, Marie Stopes International. I say that's a conflict of interest, and I'm going to leave it right there. And the final point for today's episode is the hypocrisy of the United Nations. And this could go in a million and a half directions, but I'm going to point to some recent actions by the UN. One of which is the United Nations General Assembly voting Venezuela onto its Human Rights Council, whilst Nicolas Maduro, the head of the Venezuelan regime, which has left its economy in ruins, people, millions of people, continue to flee the nation. And millions more are in need of medicine, desperately need food, amongst a slew of other issues happening within the country. This is just one of the ridiculous things that the UN General Assembly has chosen to do. On top of that, I could go and talk about China or even Iran being voted onto the Commission on the Status of Women, which is insane to think that that's even a possibility, but here we are sitting in 2023 and this actually happened in our recent history and thank god for the 29 members of the un economic and social council who voted in favor of a resolution by the united states to remove with immediate effect the islamic republic of iran from the position on csw insane that that even happened but indeed these are just two of the many many points of hypocrisy within the un system and there are your eight facts about the United Nations that you may not have known. Thanks for joining the podcast. I'll see you on the next one.